Hello, everybody. You are about to experience my interview with Kate Stevens, the co-founder and CEO of Bridge. Bridge is an end-to-end -end QR code generation and management platform for e-commerce that allows customers to register, reorder, and more, all with a simple scan. This is the E-Commerce Edge podcast with your host, Jason Greenwood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have an amazing guest for you guys today. I think we're going to have a really fun conversation because she is involved in a space that I'm that is near and dear to my heart, and I've actually talked about a fair bit of late. I've got Kate Stevens, who is the CEO and co-founder of Bridge. Welcome, Kate. Hey, Jason. Excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you along today for the ride. And you guys, before we get into kind of your technology and what you do and how you do it and what makes your platform unique, you've got your own podcast. You were just telling me off air. You've got your own podcast, The Omnichannel Marketer. You're the host of the podcast. You also are co-founder and CEO were of Found. You've had background across PIMCO, Airbnb. You've got quite a unique and varied background. So how did you come to be in the, I guess, let's just call it broadly, the digital commerce space? How did you find your feet in this space? Sure, great question. I was actually investing in this space prior to becoming a founder, I guess, in a SaaS e-commerce space. And so at PIMCO, I covered retail for the company. For everyone's benefit, PIMCO is one of the largest bond investors in the world. They also have a pretty large private equity arm. And at, you know, pretty significant exposure to retail, both the physical and kind of brand side of retail. And I was the retail coverage for PIMCO. So I spent all of my day-to-day -day around thinking about from the investment perspective, omni-channel, the future of retail, what retail is going to look like in the future. And an area that I became obsessed with, for lack of a better word, is this concept of omni-channel. And it means a lot of different things to different people, but basically the way that I would define it is a brand's ability to give a consumer a consistent experience with their brand across all of the different channels where that consumer wants to shop and engage with your brand. And there are a lot, there are a lot of different structural challenges around those different channels, whether it be e-commerce or brick and mortar or through different marketplaces that make that more difficult than you would think. So it was something that I was thinking a lot about as an investor. So that was my background in this space. I, being on the investing side, I used to become, I was jealous of founders that we were looking at investing in and really just knew that I had an itch to to be an entrepreneur, have a background. My dad was a serial entrepreneur. My mom also did some entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial activities and I know kind of just felt it in my blood, that itch. So I went to Harvard Business School as an opportunity to step out of the investing world and think about like entrepreneurship and some of the different ideas that I had percolating in my head ended up meeting my co-founder at business school. His name is Zach. He's an engineer by background. And we were iterating on a couple of different ideas while we were at school, actually launched a company called Found while we were at business school that basically allowed you to provide a, a digital identity for products should that item ever be lost. So think about a suitcase, your phone case, a, a jacket that could be lost and that you could easily get returned to a, a 
to the owner. So we launched that at school, a working product, paying customers, and then COVID hit, and which among any, a lot of other things killed that business because people weren't losing things when they were stuck at home. Also provided this opportunity for us to step back and look at some of the bigger opportunities that, that we learned about from this previous business. And our broader vision was to help solve problems for, for brands. And, you know, what just some of the dynamics that we saw that were really pandemic driven was the emergence of what I would call an omni-channel brand. And brands have tried to do this in the past, but for the most part, brands really stuck to their lanes. You had your retail specific brands that really focused on either brick and mortar distribution or your retail first distribution. And then you had your digitally native brands. So think about your all birds of the world that really focused on the digital acquisition of customers. You know, what the pandemic uh, forced was uh, your retail only brands to have a direct presence. And so you you saw your retail first brand starting to set up Shopify accounts and start to think about what an e-commerce presence you know, looked like. Meanwhile, your digitally native brands, because of different, different new regulations and updates like the iOS 14.5 update, as, as well as just more people moving towards e-commerce, it really increased the cost to acquire a customer digitally. So the pure digital uh, direct to consumer playbook to scale a brand just wasn't efficient anymore. And I think the third dynamic that we saw in the pandemic was Amazon just really becoming this behemoth as a way for consumers to easily access products. And two years ago, when we were, you know, like launching Bridge or thinking about the early iterations of Bridge, like there was a lot of brands that were like, oh, no, I'm not going to sell on Amazon. I want to be able to control my brand. And now it's just becoming this de facto channel that consumers are searching for products more on Amazon than they are on Google. And so it's a missed opportunity to not be selling on Amazon. And so Amazon now makes up more than 50% of you know, e-commerce sales. Challenge with Amazon for brands is that brands lose a lot of control of their brand. They also know nothing about the customers who are purchasing their product. Saw this dynamic across the industry around this emergence of a, an omni-channel brand or a multi-channel brand. And then on the consumer behavior side, QR code adoption, not a new technology, but really a new consumer behavior driven by the pandemic that really caught on fire was forced because of restaurant menus and that contactless nature. But we're really starting to see it become this ubiquitous behavior across consumers. And we've created this platform to allow brands to really use QR codes as a channel to reach their customers across whatever channel that they are selling through. So my long-winded way, Jason, of answering your question, I've always been in this space, just really started on, on the investing side and then found my way back to the space as a founder and an operator. But now instead of investing in brands that I'm, those are my partners, our customers. And, you know, that's, I guess, what, you know, really brought me to founding Bridge. Wow, what an amazing journey you have been on. And I love the fact that you do have this retail understanding as part of your childhood, but then obviously you gained even more understanding as you came into the adult space. And as you moved out of what you were doing, challenged yourself to get into the entrepreneurial space. And then you saw a gap in the market. And here you are running hammer and tongs directly at that gap. And that's a very exciting journey that you have been on. And before we even get into what Bridge does, how it works, all that, 
I think what's super interesting about your recognition of some of the gaps in the market, even though I've been in this space for over 20 years, you recognized some of the gaps in the space that I recognized a long time ago, and you recognized it very rapidly. And that is that a lot of brands today, even though there's tons of tech out there, there's tons of omni-channel tech, there's tons of pause technology, e-commerce technology, et cetera, one of the things that brands don't often think about is the overlap in the experience between the physical mm-hmm. and the virtual. And there's been very simple things that brands could do for a very long time that they don't even still do today to the point where I, and I've talked about this on other podcasts is why do brands, for example, if you're a big box store and I don't know, let's say you sell air fryers and on your aisle with air fryers, you can only maybe have three to four brands or models of air fryer max because of the physical shelf space that you have available to you. Why wouldn't you have a laminated copy of a QR code that takes you to the air fryer category on your website and say, follow here for to see all of our air fryer range to learn more, all, more about all of our different air fryers available or to make a purchase. I think there's been lots and lots of ways in which retailers could blend online and offline that didn't really, they weren't tech intensive. It wouldn't have cost them millions of dollars to start blending some of those experiences using assets they've already got, but it's just something that never crosses their mind. And I've always wondered, why does it not cross their mind? And I think it comes down primarily to what you exactly said, which is you've got retail specialists, you've got retail Mm. merchant merchandising specialists, you've got store layout specialists, you've got every kind of retail specialist you can imagine that they don't really know or care about the digital channels. That just doesn't really, they're not KPI'd on it. So why yeah. would they care? And then you've got the digital channels and they really only primarily understand digital channels and digital go-to-market plays. And that's what they're KPI'd on. And so never the twain shall meet. That's how retail has been done historically. But now because customers absolutely expect that blended experience, technologies like Bridge are coming to market. So I almost think of Bridge and Correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'll let you tell your own story about the product and what it does and how it does it, but I almost think of Bridge as the bit.ly of QR codes. Now, you're probably going to say, Jason, we do a whole lot more than that, but as a starting point, I almost think of Bridge as the easy-to-use QR code for brands in the way that bit.ly is easy to use for brands. Yeah, I think that is a fair enough assessment, and I would agree with you. I'm going to say, Jason, we do a whole lot more than that. But I think that is a good way to to package us up for now. And what I will say is that I completely agree with the way that you are talking about the issue that exists in the industry around the bifurcation, the retail teams versus the digital teams, and you know how they're just not thinking of one another because they're not KPI'd on that. And that's just, they're focused on their lane. Increasingly, we're seeing the emergence of this role at companies that is literally called Omni, head of Omni channel. And that person is forced to think about how do these channels support one another? How do we think about this as an Omni channel brand, knowing that our customers are thinking about us at all different touch points. And brands are, I think, consistently seeing the data show them that their customers are engaging with them on social media, engaging and buying them in store, sometimes buying them on D2C, buying them through Amazon. And there's so many different touch points. So to not have a way to track and bridge those consumer touch is really a lost opportunity. But coming back to the way that we that you could describe bridge, now the way that we describe ourselves is a QR code experience platform. And we're really built for the modern tech stack. So 
We have deep integrations with Shopify, Klaviyo, all of the major subscription providers like Recharge, Smarter, Order Groove, so that brands can, or retailers, build these drag and drop QR code experiences to connect with the tech stack that they already have. So when they're enabling these experiences, they can pull from the digital assets that they already have on their Shopify platform. So pictures, et cetera, videos, et cetera. When they're collecting data, they can automatically integrate this with their Shopify, their Klaviyo ecosystems, really setting up these different automations. And they can generate these QR code experiences in minutes. And with like pretty extreme granularities, we have brands that are generating hundreds of different SKUs of QR code experiences. And each of these is personalized to that product. And so our platform makes it really easy to build, but then also to manage all of those experiences in a way that directly integrates with a brand's tech stack. Because something that we do know about our customer as a brand is that they are very busy and that they need to manage multiple different touch points and be experts at multiple different things. So it needs to be integrated with the tech stack that they're already using. They're not losing data and and functionality that they can have an attribution. We can attribute sales across various different channels because of this, but it needs to be really easy to use as well so that it's not just another platform that they need to learn how to use. So that's how I would describe Bridge. Wow. Much better description than I could have ever given. And I guess one of the key things for me that I love about QR codes and I love about your technology in particular in terms of making it easy for brands to leverage QR codes in ways that they may maybe ever never even thought of before is the fact that we now can get down to not only SKU specific, but channel specific attribution. And this is something that is obviously being lost with the death of third-party cookies, iOS changes, et cetera, like you already raised. But I think brands don't yet fully appreciate the impact on CAC and remarketing that these changes are going to have on their brands. And I think this is something that because it's like a death by a thousand cuts, they aren't necessarily recognizing it as it happens in real time. And as this lack of clear attribution means that it's the 80-20 rule. We know that 20% of our advertising or marketing is driving 80% of our revenue, but we just don't know which 20%. And so therefore, brands really struggle with attribution. And regardless of whether you're using Northbeam or Triple Whale or whatever attribution software you're using, we know that so much of the work that we're doing as brands is contributing to revenue via dark social, dark channels that we will never know the attribution of. And the problem with that is then that we cannot be smarter about our marketing spend. We can't even be smarter about our brand activities because we just don't have a really clear picture of what's working and what's not. And I think that the key for your platform, and I'll let you go into a little bit more detail about the technical side in a moment, but brands can obviously, when they're running a campaign, particularly across a specific channel, now we can have multiple QR codes loaded against a single SKU, and those can then be channel specific. And therefore, now we're going to have a much clearer picture of analytics about where our marketing efforts and our sales efforts are bearing fruit versus where they're not. Yeah, that's exactly right. We can go SKU specific, we can go channel specific, we're actually even going unique QR code specific with some brands. So i.e. every product has its own unique QR code to really get granular. Think about it, it then providing that unique ID or serial number for that product so that that 
consumer experience, part of the way that we think about what we can help a brand facilitate with Bridge is the easier you can make it for the consumer to give that, to give you as much information as possible, the more data that you're going to be able to collect. And so that means if you can create these channel or campaign specific QR codes, you don't need the customer to tell you what channel they purchased from. You don't need them to tell you what product they purchased because that's already embedded in the QR code. And the incremental work it takes you because of what we facilitated at Bridge to create the SKU and channel specific QR codes is literally a, mat a matter of pressing copy and paste with our variant creator. So it allows you to embed this really powerful attribution into the QR code such that when you do get that engagement from the consumer, it's really easy for them. They don't need to provide a ton of information to you to have that attribution. And actually, first level, if you just get them to scan the QR code, you already have incrementally so much more data. Then if you can deliver value to the customer and get them to provide your email, you have another level of information, you know, exactly what product, what channel that customer purchased from. So there's so much power in what you can do on the back end behind these QR codes and specifying them so that when the consumer engages, you then have so much more attribution data. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's probably two other ways in which this can benefit merchants. One being that you don't necessarily have to go ultra granular. You can also go a little bit higher level, meaning you can create QR codes for category landing pages or campaign landing pages. So specific URLs that don't necessarily take you to a single PDP product detail page, but also at the campaign level, if you've created a custom campaign landing page, a custom category landing page, then also you can start to better gauge and understand how successful that individual campaign was by how many times somebody has actually clicked through to those landing pages. And then secondarily, I'm assuming that you guys use the standard UTM model of tagging and tracking as part of those QR codes so that other standardized analytics platforms can have an understanding of the performance of those campaigns without even having to be necessarily directly integrated with Bridge as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you can use QR codes, product, SKU, campaign, even company. The way that we think about Bridge is that we want this to be for a brand or a retailer, a one-stop shop for any QR code needs that they possibly have. And they can go as granular for those campaigns as they need to be, ranging from a event that they might be throwing to an out-of-home campaign to in-store shelf talkers and on-product QR codes. And we think about each one of those QR codes as a different opportunity to have a touch point with your customers. And using our builder, you can create and optimize those landing pages accordingly for those different touch points. It's totally drag and drop. So it makes it really easy on the brand side to build. But then you have these beautiful purpose built landing pages. And we didn't talk a lot about kind of the format. One of our kind of core call it landing page types that is, is actually a web app. So it looks and feels like an app to your customer, but it's totally web-based. And so it gives this like very sleek, beautiful experience for the customer, but it's totally web-based. You can embed these like videos and really rich formats to really bring your brand to life in this mobile first format that really thinks about where that customer is and the touch point in which you're engaging with them. So for example, the content that you want to deliver 
in an out-of-home campaign is going to be really different than the content that you want to deliver in a post-purchase environment. So maybe in that post-purchase environment, if you're a air fryer, for example, you're giving your customer setup videos and allowing them to seamlessly register your product. That's going to be very different than even what you want to do in store to educate the customer on that purchase. And being really purpose about purpose-driven in terms of what that landing page can provide to the customer is giving that customer a better brand experience because it's tailored content for that touch point. And then to your point on the attribution, yes, you can embed your Google Tag Manager using that UTM framework so that you can, across all of your different attribution platforms, track that, that data in a very systematic way. And then through the bridge platform as well, well, we look at from the scan or effectively like a click, you're able to see the basic location of where a customer is scanning from. We can actually show you what content that customer is engaging with as well. So brands are using this as a way to think about what content is working in these different formats. So that's just like a, a little like overview of what a brand can do. And do you guys find, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you guys can actually host some of those landing pages and those content pages directly on your platform that then the customer gets redirected to on click. But obviously, you've already got the assets, you've already got the landing page, you've got everything already on your existing website, then you can leverage that and that can be the URL. Or there are certain content types and certain experiences, I'm guessing, that are unique to Bridge that you guys host. That the, when you scan the QR code or click, as you say, effectively digitally click, then they would actually be seeing an experience hosted by Bridge. Yeah, it's a great question. Exactly. Well, we are able to, and the de facto is that we can host these landing pages on behalf of brands, or we also have the ability to host it on a subdomain for a brand. And what that looks like is when you scan a QR code, it goes to bridge.it slash a unique landing page, similar to the way a basic QR code generator might work. And one of the reasons there is that you want a short URL to host these landing pages so you don't have to make the QR code super detailed. So you want a really short URL there. Um, however, that experience when you scan the QR code will be very branded. And so it's definitely not bridge first. It's really your brand first. This is meant to like look and feel like your brand to your customers and you'll have that ability to customize that experience. We of course have templates that make it really easy and beautiful for you to leverage or you can host those experiences on a subdomain. So if you want that scan to say your brand name, every touch point, that's an ability that you can facilitate through Bridge as well. And in addition to that, I'm guessing if someone wants to redirect just to their existing Shopify PDP, for example, as part of a Bridge campaign, then they could do that too, to where they never see anything hosted by Bridge, but you're tracking the performance of that click as it passes through via UTM, as it passes through your platform back to the host website, the core host website, then I'm guessing that can be that can work as well, just depending on if they've already got branded collateral as part of that campaign on their existing website, they've got a, an existing CMS page or something like that, then they may not in all instances need you guys to actually host any content because they've already got that on their website, but they actually want to track the performance of that unique URL that they've already set up on their existing website, right? Yep, absolutely. We can also facilitate what we would call that as a redirect link. So we have four different main experience types that we facilitate. One that you just described is a redirect link. 
One is a direct checkout link. Allow a customer, so think about a reorder or an order situation that you want to automatically apply a discount and bring someone directly to checkout. The most popular is what is one that I described, this web app format that looks and feels like an app to your customers, but then allows you to drag and drop these different content modules. So whether that is about us or shopping, et cetera, that's our web app format. And then the fourth is the way that I would describe it is a link tree on steroids, a single landing page that you can embed different product, any sort of links that we could also host for you. Wow. And I'm guessing that the integration with Shopify and Klaviyo means that, for example, you're automatically connected to the merchant's catalog so that if, for example, they want to build a landing page around a specific product, then it's simply a case of searching for that item by name or whatever it might be. And because you're automatically connected in real time to their Shopify catalog, those products can be found. And therefore, via the drag and drop editor, if I want to drag a hotspot or if I want to drag product tile onto your experience, then I already have that information. I don't need to copy and paste it or anything like that you're already connected to all the systems that are needed to pull in that product information for presentation to the customer. That's exactly right. And do you guys, as of today, I know that you're very clear about that sort of Shopify ecosystem and the deep experience you have there and the deep embedding that you have there. Are you integrated today or do you have apps that automatically connect to other e-commerce platforms and other third-party systems? Or is it, are you focusing, at least for now, primarily on the Shopify ecosystem? That's a great question. So we're working with a bunch of customers that are not part of the Shopify ecosystem. So we can service customers off Shopify and then we are integrated across 5,000 different apps and given with that, we can effectively connect to any e-commerce platform or work functionality. We've really, we've really thought about the way that we're building Bridge as a platform that, and we're integration first. So we are highly incentivized to work with other amazing technology providers that you know, brands are already using and really owning this like QR code as a channel as what we're focused on, but creating that connectivity to other platforms to really make it really easy for brands to, to have these integrated QR code experiences. And so to answer your question, our best integration from an e-commerce platform perspective is with Shopify. We can provide the highest level of attribution, the highest level of sales data, However, we're working with a ton of a ton of brands that are on other platforms, whether it's Salesforce Commerce Cloud to BigCommerce, Magento, maybe they have their, their website on Wix or another Squarespace. So can facilitate that as well. And we'll continue to build these embedded integrations, but can facilitate that connectivity as well. And how much are you seeing in the market your merchants incorporating Bridge? into standard workflows. And by that, that, are they able to automate when a new product gets added to the catalog, for example, let's say they build out some collateral, let's say they have a video around that or a usage, a piece of usage material or a PDF or something like that, that as part of the onboarding experience for that product, the customer really needs to have this information to hand. Now, Obviously, if they're sending out this type of information in an email, then they can just have a simple UR link that people tap or click on, and they don't really need a QR code. But how do you see brands integrating the, I guess, the post-purchase experience using Bridge? How are they automating the post-purchase journey using, in, using Bridge in ways that they just can't do any other way? 
It's a really great question. As it relates to like the current onboarding experience with Bridge, we can pull and create basically these, we have bulk upload and download capabilities and bulk experience creation capabilities. So as part of that onboarding experience, you could generate hundreds of different QR code experiences in, in one go. As it relates to automation, I think that's where like bridge working with other tools, whether it be a Zapier or a Alloy Automation becomes a great opportunity that when a brand is adding a new SKU or a new product to build in those automations into bridge. So that's what I would say automation on the new experience side. What we've found is when brands are launching new products that we really set up our platform to be self-service and really easy to use. So when we, what we typically see when brands are launching new products, they're copying and generating these new experiences based off of some that they've already built and then personalizing it to these new products that they're launching or new content that they have that they want to share through the QR code experiences. On the post-purchase side, the way that we see brands like thinking about the, there's a couple of different ways to answer this question. Depending on the product, we're seeing brands use QR codes in different ways. And so maybe I'll take our two different like core categories, one being CPG brands. And we're definitely seeing, I just got back from Expo West, which is this massive CPG conference in Anaheim. And I would say at least a third, if not half of the brands that were there have QR codes on their packaging. And so I think a pretty like interesting low hanging fruit for these brands is the ability to create content through the QR code that can engage with the customers and be specific to the fact that it's on the product. So what would that customer want to know about the product now that they've already purchased it, they already have it in their hand. So maybe it's maybe it is a little bit more about the brand story. Maybe it's recipes about how to use that product and then being more transactional when they're finished with that product, how can they reorder that product? So that's the post-purchase journey can look like on the CBG side. And then on the durable goods side, so anything kind of like higher value item, we're seeing this, this look a lot like product care videos, seamless product registration, and really helping create these personalized experiences for the consumer to that specific product, as opposed to what we were seeing, I think, historically, which is just a little bit more generic, like maybe you have one product registration link on a website of different products and a customer needs to type in what product that they have and then they need to type in what serial number that they have all of that can be embedded from the brand on the brand side so let's make making these experiences more seamless for the consumer that raises two very good points that i was uh, you, you've spoken to, to two key points that were leaping to my mind as you were talking about this which is that I'm get, assuming that Bridge has full API connectivity and endpoints fully documented. And so therefore, if you're selling a durable good, then that means that, for example, you could dynamically generate uh, registration like warranty registration codes based on the serial number of that specific unit as long as Bridge was dynamically integrated into the manufacturing system. So therefore, you would have, if you made a million of this one product, of course, the base URL for that product is going to be the same, or the base information about that product is going to be the same that make that model. From a specific serial number, for example, perspective, if someone's going to register their exact product, then obviously you could dynamically generate via API a million QR codes that were specific to that unit, print that on the unit as it's going down the assembly line. And then that's going to make warranty registration, as you say, so much easier because it's 
one click, put in my name, maybe put in my email and job done. And maybe some other contact details, whatever they require. And that's job done, right? And to me, it feels like this can create a much friendlier user experience across every single touch point associated with product right from the point that it's manufactured to the point where it hits the customer's hands and potentially needs to be serviced and or returned. And to the point where if a brand knows that, say, for example, I don't know, let's say they're just a wholesaler and they, I don't know, let's say it's a Breville of the world. And they know that this number of serial numbers of this product, this 20,000 of these are going to be going to, to this retailer. Then they can also embed that in the QR code to where they know exactly which retailer has sold this product and they know how they have to service that product and how they can recommend if the customer needs service, what channel they should go back through for that service. So it feels like this can be built in such a way that we now have the ability to create a much less painful experience for the customer across those experiences. But secondarily, I guess there's the consideration of the retailers that, that are dealing with these QR codes or maybe even creating the QR codes for themselves on a specific product or if it's printed on a specific product, the concern then becomes, okay, what happens when we discontinue this product, we sell out of this product? Typically, those pages would disappear from a website. But now we need to be clear, we need to leave those live on the website because who knows how long that product's gonna be in the wild. It could be for five years, right? Someone could scan a QR code five years down the track if it's printed on the product. We need to leave those product pages active or those information assets active. But what we need to do is we need to make it very clear on our website that product is now discontinued or out of stock. So I think there's two components to this, right? The brands have to really think hard about. We have to think about all of the digital assets as it relates to the customer because typically once those products are sold out or gone or discontinued, those digital assets disappear from a website. So we need to think about the stickiness of these experiences and how we manage that. But secondarily, how can we ease every touch point of engagement between the customer and both the manufacturer, if the manufacturer is not selling direct, but also the retailer that's selling on behalf of the manufacturer. Yeah, that's, that is exactly spot on for what we can and are facilitating for many of our customers through Bridge. As you mentioned, we can create these serialized QR codes for brands. We can integrate and create that serialization either at time of manufacturing, or we have basically a matching process. Whereas if a brand is already generating serial codes and then wants to tie that to a serial serialized code on bridge. So basically it's a little bit of a back-end logistics thing. Like how does that serial tie to one or another? But then that product information, that retail information that content can all be already in that consumer experience, that QR code experience, which then goes to the customer. That customer can seamlessly register that product with all of this embedded information already in the product. And for returns, for servicing, for manufacturer defects, this all is now easily trackable for the merchant, for the retailer, and for the customer. And taking that at another layer deeper, something that we can facilitate as well as proof of purchase. And so we have receipt upload and management capabilities. Brands can track and attribute where different customers have purchased. So yeah, the serialization of QR codes unlocks this really exciting opportunity around a customer experience. For brands, we are just in 
early days of, I think, realizing the full potential of what this can enable. We talked about the product and warranty registration opportunity. We're working with some other brands around how do you think about the second life of products or the resale of products? So I think that that's particularly applicable when you think about the outerwear and apparel industries. So I think that that like unique identity on products provides like a really cool, cool opportunity in those segments. But yeah, I think like at the core of what we are facilitating as well as a better experience that a brand can have with their customers across all channels. And there's business reasons for that. And there is customer service reasons for that. And there's personalization reasons for that. And you know, this could all be part of this QR code experience that that we can enable. And for you guys, what would you say roughly, and I, you probably don't have the numbers off the top of your head, but in terms of your customer base, how many of those would be manufacturers or DC retailers? And how many of those would be your typical B2C retail brands that are selling other people's stuff and they're trying to add more experiential elements to their entire customer journey versus maybe the manufacturing brands where perhaps QR codes are a little bit more operational in nature. What's your rough split of your customers, brands versus retailers? Yeah, it's a really good question. We typically, oh, brands versus retailers. I would say that our customer base skews brands right Mm -hmm. now. Like from brands versus manufacturers, I think that like we broadly use the term brands for like our customer base, however, maybe 25% of them are doing their own manufacturing versus like purchasing the product and then selling it under another brand. So I would say that's approximately the breakdown right now. It relates to how vertically, yeah, vertically integrated that are. However, the one, the way that we would describe, like there are in the world that sell product and have zero brand identity and zero brand focus, they're not the best customer for us. There's a lot of these sellers on Amazon who are like, I am just selling a widget and I'm good at selling this widget. Maybe it's I'm good at selling this like cooking spinner or cooking utensil. And I'm really good at this. I can optimize the keywords and I'm just going to sell it. It doesn't matter what the brand is and that's fine. I'm just going to sell on Amazon. That is not the best customer for us. We care about the customer that is building a brand that cares about the multiple different consumer touch points that that the brand has with their customer and values that end-to-end consumer relationship. Does that make sense? Like, the way that I would articulate, like just someone who sells something versus someone who is building a brand. Yep, makes absolute sense. Now for you guys, what's on your radar, say over the next six to 18 months in terms of functionality that you would love to add to your platform and your product? And what are the types of additional functionality that the brands you work with are already asking for that you'd love to incorporate into your platform? That's a great question. One thing that is very top of mind as it relates to, you know, the we're a team primarily of engineers and myself not in that category. With the release of Chat GPT and the open APIs, I think that something that my team is thinking about on a daily basis are what are the applications of AI machine learning and personalization to our business and to our product to make it that much easier for brands to facilitate and build and manage these experiences and for them to delight their customers. And so I think the most obvious applications of of AI to our to our business and actively on our roadmap is different geolocation and logic. Depending on what location you're in, the same QR code could be different. So if you're in a target in Utah versus a, a 
I know, Whole Foods in New York, like your experience could be different. The ability to set up different logic flows based off of whether it's the first time you're scanning that QR code versus the second or the third, you know, how you can change the experience and then delight the customer. Different elements of personalizations. Once a customer has scanned a a bridge QR code once, how do we save that that ID so that the consumer experience can be that much more personalized to that customer in the future. So I think that that the element of personalization and and geolocation is, is something that we're really focused on, on the applications of AI to our business. And then the other area that's really on our roadmap is we think about where we really started with our customer base is is being this bridge between retail and a brand's direct channel or like the, the digital and the physical. So as we think about new opportunities for us to really provide incremental value to our merchants. We've historically focused a lot on the retention of a customer that you acquire from these retail channels. How do you nurture and retain those customers? And I think something that we're actively in the next next few months launching features around is like, how do we, how do you use Bridge to help acquire new customers? So whether that is rebates or coupons or other ways to drive that, that in-store purchase, I think that that becomes a a really valuable feature that we've received a ton of requests from our kind of our merchant base. So this transition from just focused on retention to a another focus on acquisition is like a a key area for our roadmap. And the way that we think about like prioritization of features is what are our customers asking for? What are our prospects asking for? And then knowing that we're really positioned at this intersection of retail and e-commerce and e-commerce very broadly as that's your owned D2C, but it's also Amazon. It's also e-commerce of your retail partner. So how can we continue to become this bridge across those different channels to brands? And what are the other kind of pain points that brands are experiencing when selling omni-channel? So I think that's like really how we think about the framework of what different feature prioritization looks like for bridge going forward. Yeah, I can totally understand that, especially from a personalization perspective. And I love the idea and the concept that, you know, if I visited this QR code once, I see one thing and I see one experience. If I visit it a second time, then I can see completely different content. If I visit it a third time, then I see something else. So it's almost like I can craft that customer journey in the content presentation based on the engagement level with the QR code. So love that. Absolutely love that. And how do you guys make your money? Your SaaS platform, don't see at least immediately obvious on your website how you guys make your money or how you bill out or charge for your platform. So how do you guys make your money? Yeah. So we're a SaaS platform. We have three basic pricing tiers ranging from 250 to 950 per month, depending on the features and the service level. And then for your brands, call it 20 million of revenue and above, we have enterprise pricing there where we craft custom pricing based off of integrations, service and capacity that we would be working with you on. Oh, yeah. No, I see it now. It was buried a little bit there, but I did see it in the end. No, it makes absolute sense. You've got Starter Growth Pro. You've got those typical sort of three three tiers that offer different additional enhanced functionality as you move up the tiers. And then, so does that that is regardless of the tier that you're on, you can generate unlimited QR codes for use across your brand. Exactly. Yeah. And that was really important to to us in crafting our business model because we are really incentivized to have a brand using this across every aspect of their business. And so we want to make that a 
effectively free or not free, but available on our earliest, our earliest plan, because we stand behind the value that we can provide to a brand. And we don't want, we don't want to limit a brand based off of pricing around creating different QR codes. So we want to teach and teach this behavior because we really think about what we're doing at Bridge as category creation. There are like QR code generators, like we're not the first QR code generator. And, you know, we don't really even want to be in the business of just generating QR codes because Bridge is really so much more than that. We're this end to end platform and the QR code just becomes the channel, the mechanism that we've really purpose built this platform for. And that's the way that we think about the unlimited QR codes. Makes complete sense. Listen, it, is, it has been fascinating to listen to you talk about all the ways in which QR codes can be leveraged by brands and how it can help them not only create retention, but also create acquisition models around engagement. Really, at the end of the day, it's about how can we engage with the brand better, deeper, faster, smarter, and with all of the tracking and attribution that you'd expect out of a digital channel, because that's what this is effectively a digital channel that is oftentimes used in the physical space. And so very interesting conversation. I appreciate all of the knowledge that you shared with us today. If you want to learn more about Bridge, should they just go to bridge.it and just for everybody wondering, it's B-R-I-J.it. I'll of course put it in the show notes for you. Would you prefer that they just go there, schedule a demo, and go that route? Or would you prefer that people reach out to you on LinkedIn, both? Yeah, I think both. You could definitely schedule a demo through, your, through our website. You also can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Kate-Margraf, M-A-R-G-R-A-F-Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I can, I will definitely connect with you and share my learnings directly, but I would say through LinkedIn or through our website is the best way. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. Now we're nearing the end of our time together, and this is where I get to turn the microphone over to you and let you ask me one question. Any question you like can be personal, can be professional, can be really about any topic that you like. So let me turn the microphone over to you, Kate Stevens from Bridge. What's your question for me today? So Jason, I just talked a lot about Omnichannel and there's no doubt in my mind that that is the future of the way that a brand needs to operate. What are you excited about from what you've learned about the industry, other guests that you've had? Like, What are you excited about in Omnichannel and the different ways that brands can solve some of these pain points that we discussed? That's a very good question. I think one of the most exciting things for me is because I work so heavily with B2B brands, I'm seeing a desire by B2B brands to, I've said this across other podcasts before, but I think it's really becoming super obvious as the market becomes more uncertain. I'm seeing more of this now than we did even during COVID, which I didn't think was possible because COVID just caused digital to go insane anyway. But what I'm seeing is a lot of B2B brands wanting to establish direct-to-consumer channel, and they're wanting to have more direct connection with their customers. They're wanting to capture, in most instances, a little bit better margin than just the wholesale margin. They're wanting to be able to develop a relationship with their customer. They're wanting to be able to get product feedback directly from the customer. They're wanting to be able to, instead of, even if you're a manufacturing brand and you would offer a warranty service at the moment, if they only distribute wholesale, then they've got to service those those customers via the retail channel. And then they've always got a middleman in the middle. And that means that the time to service customers is extended because it's got to go through a middleman or middlewoman. And the reality is that brands do want to have a much more direct connection with their customers. Now, I'm also seeing the opposite. I'm seeing D2C brands that want to establish a B2B channel because they want better distribution. They want deeper 
distribution. They want niche specific distribution. They want broader distribution. They want regional distribution. They don't want to necessarily have to own their own inventory in every location, in every country, in every market. So I'm seeing a migration both directions in terms of channel mix. I mean, a broader channel mix is what I'm seeing. And in all cases, it's about brands wanting to de-risk their reliance on any one individual channel. And I think that what you pointed out with Bridge is quite clear, which is that Brands want to be able to engage with customers wherever they happen to be on whichever channel that they want to purchase through, and they want it to be digitally enabled. And I think that's really critical. And we know retail is not going away. We know it's, depending on where you're at in the world, it's somewhere between 70% and 80% of all retail revs are coming through physical stores. So you know, physical retail is not going away anytime soon, but digital is growing at a faster clip than physical retail. But really, it's about how can we digitally enable our mm-hmm. physical spaces that to infuse digital capabilities in those spaces. Because that's how, you know, when you think about customers and when you think about the way that they buy, they're walking through a physical store with a cell phone in their hand and they're jumping online. They might even be there. They are effectively secret shopping from within your own stores. So they're checking Amazon. They're checking your competitors' websites. They're showrooming directly from your own showroom. And so if you can engage them digitally right from your showroom in a super seamless, easy-to-engage way, then that means that they're more, more likely to showroom with you than with a competitor or with Amazon. So I, I think that is something that we're going to see a hell of a lot more of is better channel mixes to de-risk business go-to-markets and increase distribution, and then also to engage customers digitally in physical spaces. Um, we're going to see a lot more of that. Yep. I definitely agree with you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, it's been my absolute pleasure. I'd love to get you back on another 12, 18 months and see how far Bridge has come in the meantime. So thank you very much for your time. Can't wait to speak to you again soon. Are you a B2B or D2C e-commerce merchant? Then head over to greenwoodconsulting.net to learn how we can help you scale your business.